Salutations, people. We're back from our band. Cool stuff. Salutations, my friends. Salutations. We got uh, Skeeler, Skeller, their song Night Drive, bringing us in. This track's like a, like an hour long, man. I won't lie, it's pretty uh, it's pretty all over the place, but it's pretty good. If you guys are into that type of stuff, salutations and good morning or good afternoon, uh, depending on wherever you are. It is Tuesday, which means it's Instagram Crew Day. Good day. We have uh, the world's going to hell in a handbasket, man. What do you want me to say? We are here, not necessarily fighting the tide, but trying to ride it and talk about it. Uh, <laughs> thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us uh, on this edition of uh, Instagram Live. How do I intro this? Which water do I drink? I drink uh, Crystal Geyser, and I'm actually currently on my way to get a, uh, a water filtration unit, not only for the house, uh, but for my chickens as well. So, do I eat meat? Yes, I do. I do eat meat. I also eat pussy. I love it. It's delicious. It's healthy. Full of nutrition. Um, <laughs> there are a lot of things to talk about with you guys this week. You know, um, I'll be honest, this transmission is probably going to be geared more towards like the economic and the financial aspect of everything that's going on, which I find kind of strange. Um, because really, like, look at where we have evolved to, guys. Like, good Lord, we're over here talking about, like, the economy, you know, people's finances, jobs. Um, and this all comes from, you know, looking at the paranormal, the supernatural, uh, strange things like that. Let me go ahead and fly through some of these updates, and then that'll kind of start getting stuff started. Um, yes, I actually do love coconut water. My girlfriend loves coconut pineapple water. Um, she fancy like that though, not me. Um, yeah, let me go ahead and get uh, started with things. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our exclusive membership program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction, which you see uh, pinned right there at the top of the comments, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. Uh, that plays a huge part in the development of our web app. Now, yesterday or whenever I put it out there, you guys told I told you guys about how the service we're using right now before we go to full app form allows for us to only have a hundred members at a time. That's crazy. We're coasting over like two hundred and ninety-five thousand people. So for me to have a hundred people, that's kind of wild. So we may go ahead and debut it either way, uh, just so we can get stuff started. But um, if you guys join our exclusive membership program, you're actually helping with the development of that, and you actually get to help with the construction what we put in there. Uh, and there's a cool little segment there as well. If you do join exclusive members where you have like a, a, a private segment, super cool. Um, so yeah, definitely support our operation, support what we're doing, because I'll be honest with you guys, there's some stuff I'm doing in the background. And let's just say that we're gonna have to start taking it into overdrive. Uh, the configuration that we have right now is suitable uh, for our purposes, but where I'm like, where I would like to go, I definitely have to basically acquire more funds to be more efficient in the work that we do. It's the easiest way to say it. 
So when you guys join our exclusive membership program, not only do you help that, but you also you 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 also guarantee that that money is going towards the development and amplification of our message and more. Now, the people that I decided to have as our products, our promos, our ads, are my Patriot Supply. I brought a couple, couple of this is the stew. A couple of products here from their uh, thirty day food supply. Put up here before you guys. Ugh, creamy stroganoff. Ugh. You see right there, and long grain white rice if that's what you're into. So I got long grain, long grain white rice, traveler stew, and creamy stroganoff sitting here in front of me. Okay, now I'm gonna basically be talking about how the economy's shutting down, even though stuff's still going up. Uh, the flu supply lines are going down, people aren't working, inflation, food shortages, and all kinds of different stuff like that. I'm gonna break that down uh, here in a second with you guys, but before I do that. I'm pointing out that you need to get storable goods. You need to get storable goods. Thankfully, we have a affiliate that has uh, that has that from seed storage vaults to, like I said, storable goods to water filtration units to air purification units, man, to all kinds of different stuff, and that plays a huge part in what we talk about later on in this segment: how to plan for the worst, how to plan for the upcoming collapse, and stuff like that. If you guys are not changing your diet, if you're not changing your spending habits, if you're going around acting like things hunky-dory, blowing money like, you know, your Cardi B or Prince Andrew or something like that, you're a gosh darn fool. You're not paying attention. You're not looking into the future. You're not reading the writing on the wall. Uh, there's a clip I want to play for you guys as well. We, we, we went over it like a couple months ago, ironically enough, uh, but it's of the, the World Economic Forum talking about the Great Reset and things like that as well. So give me time, get all that stuff organized. But uh, that's as far as I want to say is the updates. If you want to get my storable, if you want to get storable goods, you can mess with us. We have my my Patriot Supply. We have a, a link in our description bar as well as a link with this video where you guys can get 10% off automatically. Uh, I've got two years now. I've got two years, so I'm somewhat like good on my end. But it's not about me. I got to make sure like you guys are here so you understand what's going on. Um, and if again, if we have these tools at our disposal and we can help you, I'm going to try to do so. So that's the updates I got. There goes the yellow one. I did briefly mention the web app development, but uh, you guys get the point. I want to go ahead and start this transmission off by saying that everything you're going to hear me discuss uh, in this episode and probably now until the rest of the year is setting the stage for Agenda 21. Thus. Agenda 2030. That's crazy, my screen just like dropped down. Uh, but back in 1992, June 13th through the 14th of 1992, the United Nations met in uh, Rio de Janeiro in Brazil to discuss what they would later on call Agenda 21 at the United Nations Conference on Environment and Development. Where I'm reading this from right now is of their actual 351 PDF document, which you can download. This is coming straight from the UN, so it's not fake news. Um, but everything that I'm going to go over, not in this document, but in this episode, can be, can, can be sourced and referenced to when looking at this actual document. Uh, things like social, social and economic dimensions, what I term the socioeconomic reformation or the socio-political reformation. 
Uh, they talk about things such as international cooperation to accelerate sustainable development in developing countries and related domestic policies, combating poverty, changing consumption habits, right? This is what I just mentioned with you guys with the upcoming food shortages, uh, demographic dynamics and sustainability, protecting and promoting human health conditions. Holy shit, looks like we're talking about medical tyranny, medical freedom at the same time. Wow. Uh, promoting sustainable and hu sustainable human settlement development, integrating environment and development and decision making. So this is a 350 word page or 350 page document. I'm going to have to print this off because the one that I have, Agenda 2030, just talks about uh, 10 years from now. This is next year, what they have planned. The one that I commonly refer to, Agenda 2030, is what they have in store for the next 10 years. What I'm talking about right now is how they're setting the stage for that. They have to destroy everything of the old world order from the cops to uh, statues to the economy to jobs to all kinds of different stuff. They have to destroy all of that so they can come through with this agenda to transform society. Uh, Yoich John says, holy F, you're real. Yeah, freedom faction is black, I'm real. And uh, we have a lot more problems than people's uh, insecurities to deal with. So all of this is setting the stage for Agenda 21 and Agenda 2030. If you guys are curious about that, I'll, I'll attach the PDF document to this so you guys can go get your own information uh, and go do your own research and think for yourself. But people have to understand, and I said this at the end of our podcast episode and in the caption for it, that the chaos is the cover for the collapse and the reset. So when I briefly just mentioned the socioeconomic reformation, right, a realigning of our values, again, a collapsing of the old world system and a introduction, uh, a bringing in of a whole new way of thinking, living and so much more, what they call the new normal, right? You really got to think about this. It's not about racism. It's not about riots. It's not about any of this stuff. It's about tearing down that existing thought structure that you had in your mind. Like uh, one of our commenters right here says, Marco 1K, order out of chaos, tearing down all these existing structures to create something new. So I'm going to go ahead and start getting into some of the topics. I'll just list, I'll, I'll list a few of these uh, and then we'll continue on. Somebody wants me to talk about the recession, the cashless society agenda, cryptocurrencies, uh, gold prices, the dollar, the future of the economy. What are the what's the economy going to look like? What kind of jobs are there going to be? The collapse of fiat currencies. You know, I don't know if I'll really be able to get into all of this because I'm having to learn over time. Uh, there's also an article that popped up just yesterday uh, from RT, I think, where it talks about Russia and China creating a financial alliance as they abandon the dollar in trade. And so uh, that, that just made me think of, um, that just made me think of BRICS. And for people who are unfamiliar with what that is, uh, growing up in high school, right? In my own like economics class, whenever I was like a sophomore in high school, I would remember like my economics teacher talking to me about BRICS, B-R-I-C-S. And I was like, good Lord, what is this? Uh, it, it, stands for, uh, it stands for Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa a financial alliance that's meant to depose the dollar, right? We talk about, we, we, we don't talk about it as much as we should, uh, but things like, you know, the, the petrodollar and what our dollar's tied to and how it's a fake currency, not really backed by gold and how the Federal Reserve isn't federal and stuff like this. Uh, but this is again, setting the stage for all of that. Once we get done with talking about that, 
Uh, I'll, I'll talk about how to be, how to begin planning for the worst, planning for the collapse, uh, minimalism, changing your diet, spending habits, uh, turning off additional four slash extracurricular programs and activities and stuff like that. It, it food shortages because of droughts, floods, hurricanes, you know, pestilence, man. Uh, there's, 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 there's so much stuff going on. I'll be honest, man, man, there's so much stuff going on that it trips me out that I can just kind of casually sit here and just tell you like, yeah, man, world's going to shit. Uh, and it's kind of planned. It's kind of crazy that I can sit here, take the questions that you guys send me, put this together in like a somewhat coherent fashion, back it up with like videos, articles, explanations, commentary, all kinds of stuff and say, well, I'll see you next week. Hope you guys don't catch COVID. This shit is nuts. It's nuts. It's nuts. It truly is nuts. So let me go ahead and start getting into some of these topics with you guys. Um, again, this is crazy. I'm not really familiar with the financial aspect and the financial warfare that we're all being uh, threatened with, but out of necessity, we're all having to learn this over time. So I want to briefly read to you guys this article that comes from Summit.News that talks about a global lockdown and how it's set to plunge 100 million people into extreme poverty. Now think about this. This, this. this comes off the heels of me literally talking about for the past two weeks, 11 million people facing evictions over the next four months, half of, middle, half of working age men in America not working, right? Nine million American households not having uh, uh, food security for the past week, not having enough to eat for the past two weeks. Um, it, it, it trips me out looking at all this information, breaking this stuff down because we're, 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 we're I don't want to say we're talking about starvation, but in a weird way, we're talking about just the end of the world or the end of the way of the life that we used to know. There's no other way to say it. Uh, but here, let me get, that's weird. That's weird. I don't know why it um, it just shut down, but we don't have time to sit up over here and worry about that. Like I said, we put this up August 10th. It comes from Paul Joseph Watson over there at Summit.News. It says that the impact of the global coronavirus lockdown is set to plunge 100 million people into extreme poverty, warns a new report by the Pulitzer Center on Crisis Reporting. The report appears to pin the blame on COVID-19 itself for the economic impact, yet the actual culprit is discovered to be the quote restrictions put in place by government in response to the pandemic. And this next part comes from the report. It says, quote, with the virus and its restrictions, up to 100 million more people globally could fall into the bitter existence of living on just $1.90 a day, good Lord, according to the World Bank. That's quote, well below any reasonable conception of a life with dignity. United Nations Special Reporter on Extreme, on extreme Poverty wrote this year, and it comes on top of the 736 million people already there, half of them in just five countries, Ethiopia, India, Nigeria, Congo, and Bangladesh. The report notes that the impact of the lockdown on the poor countries like India was, quote, so abrupt and punishing that their prime minister, Narendra Modi, begged for forgiveness. I want to put a pause right there before I continue on the reading, because I want to get this clip up for you guys of them talking about the Great Reset, the World Economic Forum talking about, look, we only have a, we have a, we have a slim chance to, right there, yeah, suicide rates are going up as well, Marco. Uh, they saw a year's worth of suicide in four weeks because people weren't working. 
Precisely, but I want to play for you guys real quick this clip of the World Economic Forum talking about uh, the Great Reset, the socioeconomic reformation, precisely Big Papa Jose, the fourth industrial revolution. This is crazy. Everything that we're, we're gradually talking about is the recession, it's the depression, it's the upcoming collapse, and it's how they're trying to get rid of the old system to come up with something new. Um, I, I kind of want to touch on that, what Marco said. You know, the fact that people are, 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 are committing suicide because, because of all of this. Um, just yesterday, I was talking about how over the weekend or the week before, uh, a man burned himself alive inside of his own restaurant to try to stop the spread of COVID-19. So there's, there's there, what's happening with COVID-1984 is beyond George Orwell's wet dream, beyond Hitler's wet dream, beyond Stalin's wet dream, beyond, beyond any of these people's fathoms. You have people killing themselves, you have them shouting down neighbors, you have them coming at people that had different viewpoints like, What's going on with COVID-19 is beyond depopulation, beyond dehumanization. It's, it's, it's obey on steroids. Um, so here, let me play for you guys this quick clip, and then we'll continue on uh, talking about the cashless society, gold prices, and more. I'll read this article after that, but here we go. Now is the historical moment, the time, not only to fight severe virus, but to shape the system. We have a unique but rapidly shrinking window of opportunity to learn lessons and reset ourselves on a more sustainable path. It is an opportunity we have never had before and may never have again. So we must use all the levers we have at our disposal, knowing that each and every one of us has a vital role to play. Now is the time to think what history would say about this crisis. And now is the time for all of us to define our own role. What is it that would make it so that history would look at this crisis as the great opportunity for reset? The Great Reset is a welcome recognition that this human tragedy must be a wake-up call. It is imperative that we reimagine, rebuild, redesign, reinvigorate and rebalance our world. Rebalancing investment, harnessing science and technology, and advancing the transition to net zero emissions, all elements of the Great Reset, are fundamental to building the future we need. The world's problems fit on three sides of a triangle. It's one versus many, man versus nature, and the unfortunate foundation is long-term versus short-term. We had already income inequality that was fueling income race, gender inequality. We have a climate emergency, which we can't walk away from. There's no doubt that the very survival of the human race requires us to act. Any recovery stimulus should have green conditions attached to it. Energy prices should reflect real costs. You need private sector capital, private sector ingenuity, private sector technology and private sector capabilities to come to the party. We need enormous trust between the private sector and the public sector for this to actually work. We have to change our economy dramatically in the next 20 or 30 years and the next 10 years is absolutely decisive. The recovery has to be greener than any of the previous recoveries. And in order to do that, we need to ensure that the stimulus package, including fiscal and monetary, are much greener. Uh, 
You guys get the point? That the recovery has to be green, that it's got to be based in technology, that we've got to do better, that we've got to come together. That's why whenever all of this uh, COVID-19 nonsense was going down, we heard, we heard people from all over the world, from Brazil to the UK to uh, the EU, all advocating for what? Global governance. Oh, oh, oh. COVID-19 is about to destroy us. We all need to come together to have a global government to fight it. I just want to briefly give you guys some of the headlines uh, that we went over on the past two episodes where we were talking about techno serfdom, the recession, the collapse of not necessarily society, but all this other stuff that's going on. Like I said, 11 million evictions coming over the next four months, close to half of all working age adults not having a job right now. Uh, tech giants eyeing the, 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 eyeing the market because those, those people won't have a house to go back to. Uh, just just the other week, you know, we had talked about <laughs> we, we we talked about uh, guaranteed income being launched in in, in, in Pittsburgh. Uh, it's economic and food supply chain disruptions endangering the global food supply. Like we've been talking about this, unfortunately, for the entirety of this year. And so, what's happening now in my mind is not not bringing up factoids, not yelling about oh. You know, the food shortages are coming, inflation's coming. It's talking to you about what you can do. When I tell you that the economy we have right now is not going to be the economy we have next year, your dollar is only going to have so much of a value. Like, if you're not investing, if you're not saving up, if you're not thinking of what your money's looking like, what the economy's looking like, what the works, what, what the landscape of the future is going to look like based, based on this, you're not thinking. You're playing slapdick. And if anything, you're going to get yourself hurt and others hurt by your ignorance. You get me? So, so I, when I'm coming up over here talking to you guys about gold prices, I don't know anything about gold. I don't know anything about silver. I don't know anything about this. But I tell you what, I see what's going on. And I tell you that I need to start figuring things out. And we all need to start thinking a little bit different. We keep trying to chase these conspiracies and get caught up, you know, on all this nonsense. That's how they want you. They want to keep you trapped there so they can keep your mind. But I'm digressing. Let me read you guys real quick this article. Uh, like I said, they came up just the other day. It talks about uh, <laughs> as they abandon the dollar and trade, Russia and China could create a financial alliance. It says Moscow's it says Moscow and Beijing's ditching of the U.S. dollar could result in the creation of a, quote, financial alliance, according to a top Russian analyst. Alexei Maslov believes the, par the partnership is approaching a quote breakthrough moment. Maslov, director of the Institute for Far Eastern Studies at the Russian Academy of Sciences, predicts that the Russia-China quote de-dollarization could lead to the two nations forming a de facto fiscal alliance. Quote, the collaboration between Russia and China is the financial sphere that tells us that they are finally finding the, par the parameters for a new alliance with each other, he said, speaking to the Japanese publication Nikkei Asian Review. In 2015, the share of the American currency in a bilateral transactions between Russia and China was set at 90% and now sits at just 46%. The gap has been filled by trade in Euro, 30%, and the national currencies of two countries, 24%. It says the share of Euros, Rubles, and Yuan is at an all-time high. Quote, many, expect, or many expected that this would be a military alliance or a trading alliance, but now the alliance is moving more in the banking and financial direction. And that is what we can guarantee independence for both countries, Maslow said. 
It says Russia's de-dollarization policy began back in 2014 as a result of Western nations imposing sanctions on Moscow over its reunification with Crimea. China joined in with the move away from the greenback a few years later whenever U.S. President Donald Trump declared a trade war against Beijing. And that's where we're at right now, where our dollar has nothing, where it has, where it has very little value, where people aren't really doing business with us. Um, and I'm very curious to see where that's going to go. You know, uh, with all the stuff that Trump is doing, yes, this is great for us, but you've got to think about how enmeshed every other nation is, what globalization is, what globalism is, what the new world order is, what technocracy is, uh, and so much more. Before going to bed last night, I had put up how Americans are giving up their citizenship and record-smashing numbers as expats, expatriates, are finding the pandemic and the political climate too much to bear. Yeah, and I can't blame them. People are literally giving up their citizenship because of COVID-19, because of Trump, because of all this stuff and people not knowing. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm starting the transmission off, you know, talking about the recession, the depression, the great reset, you know, how our dollars being devalued. You could understand why people that have the means are leaving. This happened over the weekend too, uh, in New Zealand, because of the stage four lockdowns that they went under. People were leaving Victoria and New Zealand, or they were leaving Victoria. I think, yeah, I, I think it's, I think it was, uh, I think it was Victoria, leaving Victoria in droves because of the lockdowns. And I can't blame them. The sad part is, is there's no place to escape. That's the sad part. So the collapse of fiat currencies, uh, I'll be honest with you, I don't want to speak too much on this uh, because I'm sure, because I'm sure I'll sound like more of an idiot than I already do. And I would prefer to get people on that are well versed in this so that you're not led astray. I don't want to, uh, I don't want to, I don't want to speak on things that I'm not knowledgeable on. And so I'll just, uh, I'll use that as a judo flip to talk about this instead. Uh, the collapse of fiat currencies and the introduction of new currencies and new types of monies and new types of thinking. Uh, right here, Pittsburgh launches guaranteed income program with Twitter CEO. This comes from Fox Business, but they reposted it over their technocracy news on August 4th. And it basically talks about how Twitter is teaming up with the city of Pittsburgh to give people money. Think about that. So that's not the collapse of fiat currencies, but that's the creation of something new. You get me? The dollar being devalued, yeah, for sure. Rubles, euros, yuan, right? Uh, we're still trying to figure out if any, if, if the attacks in Beirut had to do with anything uh, relating to Israel and the dollar, I'm not sure, but you guys get my point. The reason why I want to kind of judo flip that thought process into talking about companies paying citizens is because that's the corporatocracy, that's the technocracy. That's what happens whenever corporations step in where governments are failing. Something that you guys have heard me talk about for quite some time. So let me get into this and then we'll continue on. It says Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey, a committed technocrat, is promoting universal basic income with his own money in multiple cities around America, including Pittsburgh, Seattle, Atlanta, and Los Angeles. UBI is a long-standing idea from Technocracy Inc. dating back to the 1930s. It says Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Mayor Bill Peduto announced that his city is now participating in a program receiving funding from Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey in which eligible residents will receive $500 in monthly, quote, guaranteed income. 
The money used to start the program will come from funds Dorsey gave that is allowing Pittsburgh and 15 other cities to help those who are struggling during the, during the economic crisis brought about that by the coronavirus pandemic. Now, before I read this quote, think about this. This isn't, this isn't your Trump bucks, right? This isn't your stimulus check just being deposited into your account. This is the technocratic Twitter overlord, Jack Dorsey, saying, let me help you out. This, this, is, this, is a, this, isn't, this isn't Mark Zuckerberg. This isn't Elon Musk, right? This isn't Jeff Bezos. This isn't any one of those other technocrats. This is uh, Jack Dorsey from the woke Twitter mob coming over here to say, oh, I got you, Pitts. Don't worry, Berg, I got you. Let me throw down some cash for you. Now, imagine how many people are becoming addicted or dependent upon or needing of that stimulus check of that $10,000 or uh, however much it is. I don't know how much it is. I'm not sure I didn't take the money, so I'm not working that into my my day-to-day. But imagine everybody else who is needing of that money or requires that money to stay afloat. Now, the topics I want to get into is how you kind of get yourself out of that lion's den, practicing minimalism, and getting out of all that. But that's just the government giving you stimulus checks to help you through this pandemic. Let me continue on reading about how Woke Twitter CEO Jack Dorsey is trying to give guaranteed income to people in Pittsburgh. It says, quote, a number of people in the city of Pittsburgh will be chosen to be able to receive a monthly stipend, basically a debit card. Peruto told KDKA he did not specify how many people would qualify, but he did outline the criteria he would look at. Says Peduto said that he wants to give the monthly payments to those who are currently struggling and who would be able to improve their lives with it. He is also looking to award the money to people to different backgrounds and demographics so that a study could be conducted to analyze how it works. Quote, this is one tool to close the wealth and income gap, level systemic race and gender inequalities, and create economic security for families. Dorsey tweeted about the program earlier this month. Dorsey's gift is benefiting cities, including Atlanta, Seattle, Los Angeles, whose mayors form the network Mayors for a Guaranteed Income. That group was launched by Stockton, California Mayor Michael Tubbs, who launched his own guaranteed income program back in 2018, and we reported on that. Now, I guess because I got the document up right here, my mind starts thinking about right here. Agenda 21, combating poverty, right? Isn't that what the United Nations said they wanted to do? And now you've got Jack Dorsey over here saying that, hey, I've got some money that you guys basically helped me get. I'll, I'll, I'll break you off a little bit, bruh. And isn't that what happens? So I know people want me to talk about COVID-19, the masks, right? I do want to talk about vaccines if we can. I'm not sure if we'll have time in this segment. You mind the next. Uh, but I, I, I feel like that's way more important looking at like the socioeconomic impacts of what's going on with COVID-19. People not working, people staying at home. Again, who stands to benefit from people not working and staying at home? The telehealth industries, the telecom industries. Jack Dorsey stands to benefit. Facebook stands to benefit. All of these people stand to benefit from you not working. So do you see how the excessive use of their products makes them much more money? And how they say, oh, well, don't worry because you're helping us out right now. And since you're doing your job, you're a hero. We'll break you off a little bit. 
do you see the sophistication there? That you're being paid to not work. They're incentivizing you to make yourself invalid. It's just nuts, bro. And because we have so many people just like brainwashed to think that this is the way to go. Well, heck yeah, they're gonna, they're, heck yeah, they're gonna change everything. Heck yeah, they're gonna pull all these, these stunts on you. It's what they do. Um, so here, because I'll say this and I'll move on to the next one. The economy we have now is not the economy we're gonna have next year. It's the easiest thing to say to you. That's the easiest way for me to summarize that segment. The economy we have right now is not the economy we're gonna have next year, okay? Uh, from your dollar being devalued to other countries basically coming together saying that we're not going to start working with the United States uh, to us not really doing any more production, right? We don't really produce jack squat. I think the good thing that happened over the weekend was Donald Trump signed uh, an executive order trying to bring back uh, pharmaceutical manufacturing to America. And that's not even something that I'm like down for. I'm not down for pharmaceuticals at all. You'll never hear me like promote AstraZeneca, freaking Tylenol or any of these other pills because they're designed to kill you i'm thinking good lord why don't we just start exporting cannabis you guys sign i'm sure i'm sure you all know two or four or five different marijuana growers why don't we just start exporting cannabis breaking it down into cbd oil and all kinds of other uh, uh extracts and export that we don't need to export poison uh but i digress I'm, I'm i'm getting fired up on other stuff the economy we have now will not be the economy we have next year this leads me into the next point I want to talk to you guys about how to begin planning for the worst, how to plan for the upcoming collapse, where we're in right now, which is why I played for you guys that quick video of, 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 of the World Economic Forum <coughs> talking about the Great Reset. That's where we're at right now. Um, you've got people going about things hunky-dory, acting like everything's normal, completely unaware of how governments have seized control of civilian powers right you have you have you've got mayors over here saying we're going to shut your power off if you have fun if you do like normal human things we're going to shut your power off la mayor uh what's his name garcetti you you, you you've got so many different things going on that people can fail to see what's happening in the background and i kind of mentioned that on this week's podcast episode and at the start of this episode that the chaos is, is, is covered for the collapse and the reset. People can't seem to understand uh, the peripheral events that are taking place that allow for the government to uh, have these edicts and these dictates that aren't actual laws, these ordinances that, that aren't laws, right? That impend on, that, in, that, that, uh, that in, in, in infringe on your rights, right? But because people are so caught up in becoming an epidemiologist, a virologist, a biologist, or some racial expert overnight, they're not actually seeing how you're none of those things, you're a civilian and your rights are being taken. By acting like a, a, a racial expert, like you, like you care about Black Lives Matter, by acting like a virologist or a doctor, you're having our rights taken. Do you see how crazy that is? So that's why I wanted to start this off uh, talking about What's more important, the socioeconomic and the socio-political implications of having something like COVID-19 go down? Now, let's begin talking about how to plan for the worst. Just yesterday, I put up a video, or at least a post, and I'll go ahead and read that for you guys. I think it'd be better to just read it instead of just like... 
take it from my head. It says right here, 41% of Americans have adopted a minimalistic lifestyle. Just yesterday, I put up this article about how we are in the what, what some people are calling the greatest depression ever. We are in what some people are calling the greatest depression ever. And because we have a instant gratification society, a fly-by-night, overnight uh, mindset, a always scrolling, always consuming, always bored attitude towards things, minimalistic approaches towards things, a conservative mindset, that's foreign. We don't know how to plan. We don't know how to think. We don't know how to uh, make a dollar stretch. You get me? You got a lot of people that are bored with a silver spoon in their mouth and never had to scratch or hustle or scrape for a dollar. You know what I'm saying? You don't, have, you don't have a lot of people that want to hustle. And we've talked about this, you know, the mindset of just like consumers and the mindset of producers and things like this. Uh, but let me start rambling and read this and then I'll continue on with the topics. We put this up August 10th. It comes from the Georgia Port feed. It says from our social lives to professional career, careers, life as we know it has shifted since the beginning of 2020. Well, almost everything. Millions may have lost their jobs due to COVID-19, but that doesn't mean that the bills have stopped coming. Indeed, paying off bills are an unavoidable part of life, even during a pandemic. Unfortunately, a new survey of 2,000 Americans finds that one in four, 24%, have already missed at least one payment since the, pay since the pandemic began. Among that group, 26% said that they haven't paid their cell phone or their cable bills. Another 25% failed to pay for streaming services and perhaps more worryingly some of their electricity and utility bills. We talked about that just last week, uh, how, how it was like the moratorium on like evictions was up. They, 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 they set like a, they set like a moratorium at the start of the pandemic because well, you're, you're mandating poverty. People can't go to work. You can't kick them out of the house because they can't go to work and they can't pay their bills. So there was a moratorium that was up for a, a, a certain amount of time. And I think it went up just that, just two weeks ago and that's why they're saying that over the next four months they're looking at 11 million evictions because of all this stuff that's going down um and so if you think again these riots and these protests are crazy well what's going to happen whenever you have not nouveau riche but nouveau poor bro a whole new wave of poor people that don't know how to that don't that don't want to be poor they used to be living a good life not paying credit card bills, addicted to Netflix, Starbucks, so much more, and now they're unable to pay for this. You get me? Like, that's why I'm really trying to paint this picture for you guys about where things are at right now. Um, it's, it's very, very dangerous. So let me get back into this. It says, on average, Americans who admit to skipping a bill payment have missed five bills altogether. Commissioned by EnergyBot, the survey set out to gauge just how much COVID-19 has dealt a blow to Americans financially. Predictably, predictably, money is a big concern these days. In fact, 63% say they're, quote, always worried about paying their bills right now. Similarly, 58% are battling extra stress over their bills since the pandemic started. And then it goes on to talk about uh, ways that they're cutting back the, auth the authors here. It says, uh, with those last stats in mind, it makes sense that then that 65% of respondents admit that they've had to make sacrifices lately to make ends meet. What type of sacrifices are we talking about? Many have called, many have canceled subscription services, 38%. Gym memberships, 39%. Uh, and others are cutting costs by no longer ordering food, takeout food, 35%.
All in all, 52% say they only buy, quote, the essentials these days. Another 43% are no longer buying premium quality goods, toilet paper, gas, uh, in, an, in an effort to save get, uh, some cash. Some are adopting new lifestyles. And this is where the article headline comes in. 41% say they're following minimalistic approaches towards life. Now, I'm going to stop right there because that's, that's what I want people to get. Begin planning for the worst by expecting failure. If you don't plan to fail, then you're going to fail. It's like if you don't plan to succeed, you're going to fail. You're planning to fail. Yeah. And that's how it works. People aren't looking at the writing on the wall. They're not looking at the news. They're not hearing that people aren't working. You got, uh, you, you, you have businesses going out, going bankrupt. You have people reaching into their serve, into their savings, trying to play, trying to pay bills, trying to pay employees, trying to keep things just afloat. And that's just towards the end of this year after having all this nonsense. What do you think next year is going to look like? Like here, let me see if I can, if, if, I, have, if I have enough time, I might be able to get this article uh, headline in here just for this for the sake of time, it comes from Activist Post. I just want to read two of them right there. It says, financially devastated, 83% of New York City restaurants are unable to pay their July rent. And the one right next to it says, 35% of small business owners tapped into personal savings to pay rent and their wages during this pandemic. So when we're talking about the collapse, not necessarily of civilization, but when we're talking about just the collapse, the Great Reset, the socioeconomic reformation and more, there are a lot of different factors that you have to bring into play. And these, what I'm beginning to do is look into more information. Precisely, uh, Gail Snail says your survival depends on your community. Precisely. The information I'm beginning to look into, you know, it's about investing. Uh, obviously, I've been over here in the garden and in the yard networking with people. <laughs> you guys heard my chickens over there in the in, in the background. What I'm beginning to look into, uh, again, is what is, is, is the information that's publicly available, open source information, white documents, the PDF stuff is, is, as well, and other people who are in like the survival community, invest, investment communities, and all, and all kinds of other stuff and trying to synthesize all this stuff together to bring you guys like a a, a, a non-fear-based approach towards what's going on. You get me? Like everything I'm talking guys about, it's a thousand percent real. If, you, if you're watching right now and you have a job, thank the Lord. If you're watching right now and you don't have a job, thank the Lord that you're, that you're still alive on the right side of the ground and that you may not have to get this COVID-19 shot. There's a whole nother economy that's gonna be built on the heels of this because people aren't going to want to contend with this, right? There's going to be a whole new economy that comes with this, but it's in that meantime, it's going to look a little bit rough. And that's why I started here for you guys talking about, go ahead and get you some storable goods. If you got the couple of bucks right now, you should invest it. Go take care of yourself. Knock some stuff up off of your checklist. Um, again, two weeks ago with our exclusive member show, one of our exclusive members, gave us all a checklist because this is what we do when you join exclusive members. We, we, we had a whole checklist of just items from, from, from water filtration units to beans, to rice, to bread, to, uh, 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 to a, a canner, right? There's all kinds of different stuff that you can start doing in your own life that you need to do right now with the economy that we have with the disposable income that 
is available to you, they won't be there next year. It's flat out, just won't be there. Uh, we have a lot of things that are flush and it's because of, I know people don't wanna hear this, but because of Trump and because of the pro-America economy that we had, you see. So you wanna begin planning for the worst, change your diet, change your spending habits, uh, begin, I don't wanna say begin to adopt minimalism because you know, I understand that's a little bit difficult for everybody involved. But again, just start gradually over time changing your habits. Um, which tier counts as an exclusive member? Uh, Big Papa Jose asks. To be honest, I don't really, I, I, the people that become the $1 supporters, I, I, I greatly appreciate it. Uh, but the people who join the $4.99 tier, that's whenever you guys get added into the chat. Uh, and then from higher on there, that's whenever we have different uh, tiers of involvement and all bases on how you guys want to get involved. But uh, begin disconnecting from mainstream from, from mainstream society is the easiest way that I can say it. As you guys heard me read right there in the article, people are canceling gym membership, cutting off premium services. Uh, they're not. They're 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 not going flush. They're not uh, they're not spending as fast as they're making. You get me, and this is why, over time, you guys will begin to hear me talk and learn this language so that we can have that financial security instead of just always living in this consumerist mindset and this materialistic mindset where we always want the next latest whatever. Like everything that's happening right now, and that's why I started this, this, this episode off saying this, everything that's happening right now is setting the stage for Agenda 21. We're not gonna be able to go back to, we're, 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 we're not, realistically speaking, we're not gonna be able to go back to the, the economy we had pre-corona. It's gonna take at least uh, 10 years to get us back to where we were a couple months ago. And you gotta think about how complex much of our economy is, dude. Like the flood, the fly by night, uh, the warehouses, like again, think about this. People not like, people not being able to go to these food processing centers because of the COVID-19 scare, whether or not it's a hoax, whether or not you find it real or fake or whatever, people don't wanna take those chances. And so whenever they don't take those chances, they either collect unemployment or they get, or, 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 or they take the time off, that's gotta come from somebody. Somebody's got to pay for that. Is that the uh, guaranteed income brought to them by Twitter CEO, Jack Dorsey? Or is that the Trump bucks brought to them by the record the record amount, the record smashing uh, trillion dollar stimulus bill. And somebody's gotta pay all this stuff back. So no one's thinking about what all of this is gonna look like maybe next year, the year after next, so on and so forth. And, and the only thing I can really do uh, to recommend to you guys is to begin to start changing your diet, change your spending habits, uh, adopt minimalism to a degree, begin to reassess where you're spending your dollars, and so much more. Begin disconnecting from mainstream society. Um, I had to cancel my gym membership, man. You know, I even thought about getting like another gym membership because I miss getting my pump on and chucking steel around for hours, man. But you know what? Consciously speaking, I couldn't do that because well, I, 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 I would I would just be turning my back. Is how I felt. Like I can't go get another gym membership. They're gonna ask me to put a put a mask on there. First world problems, I'm complaining, it doesn't matter. It's the solipsism of EJ, it doesn't matter. Uh, but moving on, moving on. 
this is the best way I can say begin planning for the worst. Uh, just last week, I had brought up an article uh, from the End Times headlines where it talked about how the underground bunker business is booming as global events spiral out of control. And these are people that have money. They got the money to run, that have the ability to, to disconnect from mainstream society. Remember, uh, whenever all of this pandemic nonsense happened, it was close to 1,440 CEOs leaving their posts from Victoria's Secrets to Under Armour to uh, 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 all these other places, right? All these CEOs left their posts. It's because they were running away. They knew what was coming. They see all this stuff. They see the they, they see the Marxist brigades out there in the streets. They see the shouting of the no borders, no walls, no USA at all. They they they, they, they get what's going on. And they don't want to be a part of it. They want to control it. They want to be able to run afterwards and you know scoop up everything. But they don't want to be here while the stuff goes down. So again. Taking that concept of the economy that we have now is not going to be the economy we have in the future. You imagine all these people protesting right now. The Walking Dead is all I get like an, an image of. All these people protesting now, like 60 plus days out there in Portland, but not eating. What happens whenever they like eat themselves, you know, like literally? I don't mean like the democratic debates, you know, where you see them fight themselves like children, it's awesome. But like literally begin to eat themselves like cannibals because they're you know they're bored and they don't have anything to do. They have they don't have jobs. They don't have, they have money. They don't have purpose. They don't they don't do anything. I'm rambling. I'm rambling. Uh, let me let me pull up this article for you guys uh, to kind of rein myself back in. A couple years ago, uh, we had posted on and I think about this all the time. Uh, Venezuela because they ran out of food a couple years ago and they created this system called fingerprints for food where you had to offer up your biometrics in order to get basic like amenities and basic supplies and stuff like that. I remember like whenever we were reporting on it, people that were experiencing it, like the military personnel, the, the, the food security situation was so bad that getting like, a, getting like a full roll of toilet paper, you know, like Charmin or whatever the little baby uh, toilet paper is getting like a full roll like six rolls was like a promotionary like item for the military that's like how bad it is like resources were so depleted this is like after they had already eaten you know uh, the, the zoo animals after they killed like all the animals in the street and stuff like this like it had gotten so bad there that by getting like just charming rolls of toilet paper like that was like a promotionary thing like hey congrats you made it to the next rank and I thought my god how bad could it be to where to where to where to where toilet paper basic necessities are like a gift and fast forward to where we're at now and they're getting a little bit more stable but that's because they're not necessarily working with us uh, my point behind that behind rambling that is uh, back in 2016 Venezuela had their uh, fingerprint for food situation or their program where if you offered up your biometrics you would be allowed to to have access to food. I'm gonna read real quick from this uh, from this uh, this article called Tech Dirt is where it comes from. It's by Glenn Moody. They put this up January 6, 2016. It says fingerprints for food. Venezuela shows how not to use biometrics. It says that uh, biometric scanners are hardly a novelty these days, but how the data they generate can be used is still controversial. 
Here's a good example from Venezuela of how function of how function creep there has turned fingerprint readers into instruments of pervasive surveillance. It says in Caracas or Maracaibo mar uh, supermarkets and drugstores, buying a kilogram of or a gram of pack of cookies has become a less complex procedure. It's required for you to deliver an ID, full name, phone number, address, date of birth, and to slide both thumbs in a device, the emblematic quote fingerprint scanner, a device which is a device which uses a device which usage by stores was originally voluntary, but which evolution months afterwards is one of an omnipresent machinery, kind of a necessity toll for the acquisition of a simple pack of gum in any chain store. And then it goes on uh, to break down how they're breaking down the cash to society, uh, how their economy has collapsed, and because of the system that they're they're in they're instituting, man, like in exchange for your information, your biometric data, your your spending habits, like what uh, Jack Dorsey of Twitter says, your information, your metadata will give you these basic necessities. Now, before I even continue on with any of this type of thinking, my friends, think about this. We're literally talking about the mark of the beast, that you will neither be able to buy nor sell without receiving the mark. And again, I can't help think about how we are already seeing the stage of this being set with COVID-19. This is, this is, this is mind-blowing to think about. This is truly mind-blowing to think about. So in the switch of a hair, we've talked about or a flick of the wrist. In the flick of the wrist, we've already talked about food shortages and how depriving people of basic necessities, how depriving people of basic necessities will essentially have them waited out until they, they, they receive the mark. You're basically holding hostage the continuation of life on authoritarian premises. This is crazy. This is crazy. So to just touch on again, because I see people saying it briefly here in the comments, uh, how to begin planning for the worst. I see people saying fast, not plan for the worst very fast. They're saying just fast, begin fasting, right? Not eating, fasting, switching your diet, not becoming so dependent upon sugars, diets and fatty foods and acids and stuff like that. Fasting, getting your diet together. So I'm not sure how much time we have. I want to begin to close this stuff out. I didn't have time to talk about medical tyranny versus medical freedom uh, and how this leads to medical kidnapping, which leads to human trafficking, which leads to pedogate, which leads to gang stalking, which leads to the epidemic of child sex trafficking, which leads to the adrenochrome and the cabal. I didn't have time to talk about that. Maybe I will in the next segment, but I want to close this one out by talking about how People really got to get their heads screwed on, bro. Like, real talk. <laughs> like, real talk. You know, the fact that I'm just casually able to come up over here and talk about this stuff kind of frightens me, you know? Uh, that this is open source information. Anybody can put this stuff together, but they don't want to because Black Lives Matter and, you know, COVID-19, right? <laughs> it's, like, it's like we're, it's, it's like the, the, it's not even about George Floyd anymore, right? It's not even about like the vaccines, it's not even about the virus, the masks, this bullshit. We're the, we're, we have become a nation of babbling idiots, 
fools who can't even stream together like a full sentence and can, can explain themselves thoroughly. So it just terrifies me to see us gradually go down this, uh, this path, but at the same time, nobody talk about any of these things that are going on. Why nobody's working, what effects this is gonna have, right? How this is gonna just put, how we're gonna make, we're gonna be in the history books. That's what they're calling this, the greatest depression. Any way you slice what is happening right now, it is historic. But because we're like brain dead and numb to just like what is real, we, we, we can't tell. We have literally become so desensitized to reality that we actually choose delusions. Fascinating. It, it truly is fascinating, man. And so here I am just trying to casually put all this stuff together, explaining to you how this ain't conspiracy, bro. Conspiracy is thinking that the goddamn government loves you. Conspiracy is thinking that, oh, we'll get out of this. Oh, we'll get out of this. Oh, if you just if you just listen to the government, they'll let you free. It's like, have you ever been have you ever been in like a sketchy situation? Where have you ever have you you ain't never been to a party where you got people coming in there trying to act tough and shit, so you guys got to beat the shit up out of them and run them down the street. You ain't never had to do that, have you? You don't listen to these people. You don't listen to these people coming over here to come mess up the party. You kick their asses about the house and you put their asses on notice. I'm sorry, I'm ranting. The timer just popped down. We're gonna take a quick break. And when we come back, uh, we're gonna be joined by our guests, which you guys, uh, our followers, we're gonna be going over more questions. Um, hopefully we can get into medical tyranny versus medical freedom. We can get into that whole chain list of stuff that I talked about, COVID-1984 and more on the other side, maybe. It all depends on where people decide to take the conversation. Uh, but like I said, we're going to take a quick break and when we come back, we're going to be talking about this and more on the other side. If you guys want to support this operation, you can do so by joining our patreon.com forward slash freedom faction exclusive member program, patreon.com forward slash freedom faction. This will be made available to everybody. Obviously, it will be made available on our podcast feeds. Um, and we're back. They took us down for two weeks because we were talking about hydroxychloroquine and how doctors can save you and how vitamin c is actually necessary you know you need to go outside you need to get sunlight don't listen to your phone you know go live they blocked us for that but we're back now uh, and we're going to be back right after this don't go anywhere um thank you ladies and gentlemen that's all i really can say we're gonna take a quick break and when we come back we're gonna be joined by you guys talking about covid19 all this other chaos and more on the other side this is Freedom Faction over here on Factions of Freedom. And we'll be right back. Right. What? Hear what I say. We are the business today. Fuck shit is finished today. RT and J. We the new PB and J. We dropped the classic today. We did a tablet of acid today. Lit joints with the matches and ashes away. We dash away. Donna and Dixon, the pistol is rapping away. Doctors of death. Filling our patients to breath. We are the pain you can trust. Fucking it work. Hooking up curses and slurs. Smoking my brain in a mush. I became famous for blaming you fucks. Maiming my way through the brush. There was no training or taming of me and my bro. Live like a man, but I'm animal raw. We are the murderous pair. Dead with the jail and we murdered the murderers there. Then with the hell and discovered the devil delivered some hurt and despair. Used to have powder to push. Now I smoke pounds of the push. Holy, I'm burning the bush. Now I give a fuck about none of this shit. Two runner over and out of this bitch. Woo. 
forces in this world that remind us of how fragile we are. We thought we were safe. We thought it could never happen to us. Then life like a fog descends upon us, blanketing our memories. Through the haze, we travel its hidden paths, lost in its secret places. And when the storm, turbulent and immovable, forces us to shelter, we remember. It calls to us, calls us back. Back to the ports and the harbors of our past. We fight the currents that pull and drag us off course. Not a light or star to chart the way. And when we arrive, we don't always know it at first. 
the places we once loved guised by time. Then we see it. The place we've been trying to get back to. Safe at last, we've found our way home. Salutations, everybody. Give me one second. Salutations, people. Salutations. So we got the Steeler or Scaler bringing us in. I decided to have a little bit of show and tell. A little bit of show and tell for this uh, this half. I uh, brought some eggs. Yeah, man. Brought some eggs. Put those right there so you can see them. I also bought some fresh ones. Woo! Got a 12 pack and an 18 pack, man. Are you guys ready to party? Um, and also some eggs for my coop. What I'm gonna be putting in here while I get rid of this music because it's too cool. Salutations and welcome for joining us. Look at that. Look at these fresh eggs, guys. Look at these fresh eggs brought to you by me or my eggs, my chickens. Look at this. Oh, I'm so excited. I'm so proud of my little eggies. My pandemic chicks that you guys saw, they just started hatching. Here's one of their little baby eggs compared to uh, one of the full blown ones right there. 720, 20. Look at how tiny it is. Oh, 
my pandemic chicks are starting to lay their eggs. I'm very excited about that. Now, the reason why I have this show and tell before you guys is to show you how I'm not here to, I don't mess with you, man. Like I'm not here saying this stuff and not taking any of the precautions in my own life, right? I'm not getting up over here saying, oh, the world is ending. And then moving on, I'm gonna do that. There's a reason why I, I have these show and tell items because this is just, uh, I think this is just like this, this week. Yeah, this is just this week. And so I'm eating healthy, that's for sure. Um, but I say that because you gotta start getting yourself prepared, guys. Like, there's really nothing else to say. And for our audio listeners, I'll describe those uh, crunching sounds you're hearing. You're listening to uh, the Ready Hour Emergency Food Storage that has a shelf life of up to 25 years. I'm pulling up my traveler's stew right there some creamy stroganoff and some long grain white rice yeah I saw elevation existence says eggs are not healthy you try having an extremely strict vegan diet with all the stuff that's going on there are food processing centers and food processing plants that have been open for the past 40 years that are just shutting down because well they don't get people to work there uh, they can't get robots in fast enough to come work, you know. Uh, it's not that they don't have the supplies and they don't have the manpower. People are just not showing up to get the food to where they're trying to go. And so, I guess I'm just working with what's in, what's in my cart, you know. So, uh, and I know people, they're, I, I remember joking about this uh, with Charles Kasten of Truth is Terrorism. Uh, there are vegans that like to say eggs are chicken periods. Uh, and I feel like that's another perverted way to try to scramble people's perceptions of things. Uh, so that's, that's all well and fine. Um, you're more entitled to whatever choices you decide. Uh, there is a reason why I've gone down the path that I've gone down. Um, and why I've got the gains that I've got. So, uh, choices are up to you guys. And I, uh, really, really can wish you well. That's all I can say. Animal products are, uh, Animal products have definitely been much more of a benefit to me than trying to go down this extremely stringent and strict vegan diet. So, you know, teach their own. I mean, I got a garden out front with kale, parsley, lettuce, cabbage, all kinds of veggies as well. Uh, but if people want to try to have these perceptions of whatever, my friends, it's up to you entirely. So in the previous segment, we basically talked about the socioeconomic reformation. Uh, the collapse of food, the collapse of work, the collapse of society, people not working, 11 million evictions over the next four years, right? Uh, half of working age people not really being able to work at all. Uh, <laughs> fingerprints for food distribution and, um, and Venezuela, new currencies being created between Russia and China. And so I guess looking at all this type of information, I began to just think, shucks. What can I do to be less dependent upon the system? You know, the system can only work if you're dependent upon it. So I guess if you're self-reliant and self-sustainable, then you have no need for the system. And so that's exactly what we're here to talk about, how to become more self-reliant instead of dependent upon the system, which is designed to rob you of your rights and your individuality. 
we just briefly went over why it's important to have storable goods with everything that's going down. Why it's important to, 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 to have water filtration, why it's important to have at least food for the next six months, right? All this different type of stuff. I kind of got so caught up that I was unable to talk about the latest COVID-1984 chaos uh, and all the other medical tyranny that we're seeing. But I kind of want to just pipe in real quick and say this, you know, I see these protests going down. We had posted about the MAGA versus Antifa fights going on in other parts of the, of the nation. And I, I, I got to be honest with you, you know, some of these protests to me, while necessary to some degree, they also kind of feel like, like I'm watching The Walking Dead. And I mean that because there's not a lot of benefit that can go come to anybody or anything from doing these protests. You see how quickly they get turned into riots, uh, how quickly they devolve and how nobody really even gets the message across, right? Because a lot of these protests are no longer about George Floyd. They're no longer about mask mandates, right? They're not even about Bill Gates. They're not even about vaccine, mandatory vaccines. Precisely, this is unorganized protesting. Well, it's not necessarily protesting whenever you have people, again, half of, a, of, of working age people not having a job. It's not necessarily protesting whenever you're meandering around doing things aimlessly, and then they call that protesting. You see what I'm talking about? And that's where we're at right now. So when, 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 when we're looking at the state of economy, when we're looking at people, when we're looking at what progress should be made, I don't think a lot of progress can be made at these, uh, these protests. I really don't. Uh, you're going to see a lot of bickering, a lot of fighting, and a lot of people having outlets to, you know, get out stress. But that's what they want. Nine times out of ten, the people that are controlling all this chaos, that's what they want. They want you to go out there, waste your time, throw yourself against the system, burn yourself out, upset other people along the way, and never really effectively achieve progress. That was one of the questions that somebody wanted me to talk about. What action looks like? Theoretically and historically, I, I, I couldn't put it together, but what action looks like? And the only thing I could put there is organize and stand firm, you know, have petitions, maybe do rallies for sure, but also get engaged in lawfare. That's very important as well. People don't understand that a lot of the times we're talking to echo chambers, the way that the algorithms on social media work and, 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 and how it all boils down is a lot of the times as we're talking to echo chambers, we need to go out there and be able to do different things to create that narrative. Uh, last year or the year before last with the unorthodox Jews or the Orthodox Jews, I think in Brooklyn, uh, they said that they were not going to receive, I think, the measles vaccine because it violates their religious, uh, some of the, something about their like, religious freedom, something about like their religious tenets. Uh, doesn't allow for them to be injected with aborted fetal, aborted fetal tissue and stuff like this. And so they raised a huge hell about not wanting the mandated vaccines that were going on uh, during the measles outbreak last year. That's what we need. Now you have conspiracy theorists to say, oh, because they're Jews, they were able to get away with it. Sure, you could take that angle, but at the same time, it's the, it's the bucking of the system. It's the fighting back that creates that narrative. You get me? So how do we what does action look like? It means organizing and standing firm. Can you imagine if, uh, could you imagine if for week after week, we had organized, concise protests saying, we don't want mandatory vaccines. You do it, you leave. 
You have your protest and you leave. You have your protest and you leave. When you do that, you would be representing not only like that organization, but also a percentage of the population that can have that can make these adult decisions <laughs> without government interference. But because we have so many different protests that go on, they get hijacked, they get taken over, they get destroyed and devolved, that narrative's not out there. We're called anti-maskers or anti-vaxxers or something of that something of that degree. Organize and stand firm. I want to pull up real quick this uh, this um, this little graphic that I saved for the audience that it uh, talks about and it, it, it basically talks about how to decline how to legally decline a vaccine and I want to kind of go over that with you guys uh, if we can I think that's our best one yeah I think that might be our best one um, and then I'll I'll, I'll I'll stop ranting and get you guys into uh, get you guys into the chat I kind of definitely jumped the gun and got right into talking about COVID-19 and all this. Uh, but I definitely do want you guys to join in, talk to you guys about uh, what's going on, uh, get your get your perspectives on everything that's going on. Uh, but let me read to you guys real quick, briefly, this infographic that could hopefully save lives. It says, how to decline a vaccine legally. And that's very important. It says, one, step one, do not refuse a vaccine, otherwise you will be considered belligerent. Instead, you can politely decline their services by doing the following. Then it goes on to say step foot, step two. Ask the doctor if the vaccine has MRC-5 in it. They all do. These are aborted fetal tissues, the ones that I just mentioned to you beforehand, uh, and other DNA. If it does, you have the right to decline. Step three. Also ask if there is a possibility of a, quote, latrogenic reaction, an adverse reaction caused by multiple compounds or, or drugs interacting with each other from the vaccine. They all do. When the doctor says, quote, yes, it does, that's your, quote, get out of vaccine jail free card. Thank the doctor for their offer and walk away. Remember, doctors have sworn, sworn the Hippocratic Oath, which is to do no harm and they must honor it. This is how we can legally and respectfully decline their offered mandated service and there is absolutely nothing they can do about it. MR, MRC-5, aborted fetal cells and other DNA. So you can respectfully, not even respectfully, you can legally ask for them not to inject aborted fetal tissue into you and they have to respect it. Now, one of the things that I'm kind of cautious about when looking at all this is uh, just last week and the week before last, we heard how vaccine companies are gonna be exempt from liabilities uh, with these vaccines. So before they're even rolling out the human testing or the experimental vaccines, they're already letting you know that, hey, when we deploy these vaccines, you cannot hold us accountable. Now, I mentioned this in the past week's episode how at the start of all of this, back in Event 201, back in October of 2019, the Johnson and Johnson and Johnson representative that was there at at the tabletop meeting called for regulatory flexibility, alluding to the fact that we can develop those vaccines, but in order to do so, we're going to need you to bend the laws and bend the rules a little bit, and that's where we're at right now. 
So yes, legally you can decline a vaccine, but what I think a lot of us are worried about is the mandated factor behind it. Is it mandated by the company that you work for? Is it mandated by your health insurance? Is it mandated by the state? Where, where, what are the legal ramifications? Where can I say no? Who do I say no to? This is where, again, I would say, go get the vaccine insert, go get the information and say, I legally do not want another human body injected inside of me. I know this sounds, this, this sounds mad, but what's even more mad, what's even more crazy, what's even more wild is the fact that we don't have autonomy with our own body. My body, my choice, right? Isn't that what they say? If I'm not allowed to say that I don't want something that's potentially harmful, forcibly injected into my body, I feel like I should have every right to say this, but because we now live in an upside down world where, 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 where truth is lies, logic is inverted, reasons thrown out the window, we've got to keep our eyes on this. So while I can read that to you guys right now, we'll see, we, we will see what is available to us as things go on, because the same way that these masks aren't mandated, you're going to have Karens and Kins and all kinds of other social justice warriors going out there thinking that it's their duty to make sure that every single person is vaccinated. Mark my words. The, 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 mark my words. The same way that you got people out there saying, if you would just put your mask on, we would get out of this pandemic sooner, is the very same way that you're gonna have people saying, let me see your COVID, your COVID pass. Let me see your certificate of vaccine identification pass. It's crazy, right? Not so much. So I'm going to go ahead and start getting people on because I think I've wasted, uh, unfortunately, I've wasted at least 20 minutes of the audio's time, of, of the audience's time. This is not supposed to be my time. This is supposed to be your guys' time. So I'm going to go ahead and start pulling people on. Uh, and again, sorry for taking up too much of your guys' time. Uh, so let's go ahead and get... Uh, My brother. What about now? Can you hear me now? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Sorry about that, bro. It was connecting to the to the Bluetooth speaker. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? Oh man, I'm fired up as always. Uh, give us a status update, man. How does things look in your area? And uh, what do you think about all this COVID nonsense? Well, here where I live, I live in a pretty pretty rural area. It's it's honestly it's not that bad. Um, honestly and it's like nothing's really happening to be honest um but i've um i've taken your advice and i got i got myself a little a little backyard farm going on back here hey look at him what kind is that do you have any brahmas or americanas no honestly these are these are these are chickens but these are they 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 usually run you like two bills per chicken yeah bro 
They are, they are, uh, they're not cheap. Thankfully, I go to Tractor Supply over here. I can get, uh, I can get like three 50-pound bags for like 50 bucks. Thank God. Oh, look at them. Look at, look at those cluckers. Look at those cluckers. Yeah, but here, here where I live is honestly, it's not that bad at all. It's like nothing's really happening at all. Of course, bro. It's because people, people, the only, it only works if people get into it. That the crisis only works if people get into it, wear the mask, and, and start mask shaming. It doesn't work anywhere else. Right, it's, it's, right. it's like a trend. It's, a, it's all about compliance. That's what it's all about. It is. Have you, uh, last question that I got to let you go because of all this lag, my friend. Uh, yeah. But do you find yourself talking with any people in the area, you know, about how it's a hoax or about like what else to do outside of this? Like, well, I have, I have awakened most, mostly it was my family that I started with and I'm going good. to move on to my neighbors next. Because um, most honestly, this community right here, we have most people do have chickens, and and we could honestly we could do something big here, if I just if I just got to talking. Yeah, that's that's really all it is. You know, you, you have people saying, "Oh, all of this happened because of lack of leadership." That's the solution right there. Step in, be the leader, show people okay. what they need to do, show right. people what they should be following. absolutely that's absolutely right oh man well, Jose, well thank I, I you gotta brother. let you go man this lag it's okay it's okay it's my fault you're all you're all good bro i'll catch up with you you be safe you too brother take care of yourself i'll talk to you soon Jose. oh man uh i wish uh i wish that connection issue didn't happen for some strange reason, it uh, connected to my Bluetooth speaker in the next room, whenever that happened. Uh, but yeah, no, glad to see that somebody else has chickens. Um, debating saying this. I have two roosters. One of my roosters, he's, he's, he's louder than all three of my neighbor's chickens. And I'm thinking of killing him. I won't lie. His name's Corona. You know, you guys have heard him. But I'm a very peaceful person in my core and just hearing like a chicken at four o'clock in the morning and then five o'clock in the morning and then six o'clock in the morning and then seven o'clock in the morning and then eight o'clock in the morning and then nine o'clock in the morning and then 10 o'clock in the afternoon. Like hearing that, it makes you just like want to take a machete and just like slice his throat. Yeah. So yeah, I'm glad to see that some of my other followers have chickens. It's pretty interesting. <laughs> um, it just gets your gets your body's clock moving in a different way. But yeah, let's go ahead and get our next uh, our next guest on. Let's get Love Over Hate on. I love that name. Love Over Hate. Get their thoughts on all the things that are going on. Hello. Hi. How are you? Wild ride. Yes, it is. Uh, what would you like for me to call you, and how are things in your area? Good. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just tired. <laughs> you're, you're you're fine. You're fine. Um, I guess let me working get, through it. Let me get your opinion on on uh, COVID nineteen, and then I'll let you go. 
My opinion on COVID-19. Um, my opinion on COVID-19, not real. Not real. I'll take it. No. I'll take it. Not real. That's my opinion. Well, it's got it's got a lot of people scared and a lot of people acting funny. So I, I definitely agree. Um, is there anything else you'd like to leave the audience with before we let you go? Uh, no. Good. No. Good luck. Ah, Love and light. Thank you, everybody. I'll Thank try. you for all the blessings. Be safe Sending them out to you guys. Be safe out there. Be safe. Thank you. There she goes. Love over hate. Got to learn to love hate. That is uh, definitely something I take from the left, so to speak, uh, where they say, oh, love Trump's hate. Got to love the hate. I definitely love the name Love Over Hate because she's right. It's not, it's, 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 when looking at the virus, it's, it's less lethal, more contagious. The hype has been blown out of proportion to such a, a, a immeasurable degree that it has us all acting this crazy. So yeah, it's definitely not real. It's definitely not necessary. But now, like a game of chicken, we have to deal with the fallout. So I would definitely agree. Uh, let's go ahead and get on our next guest, uh, Yoga Girl 72. Yoga Girl. Oh, she declined. That's okay. That's okay. What about Kalinda Massage Therapy? Or uh, Kalinda? Kalinda Therapy. Com forward slash freedom facts to exclusive member pro uh, uh, program. It's to keep us in the game, help us combat censorship, and more. But uh, we are currently waiting for our guest, Kalinda underscore massage underscore therapy, to join us. Um, and we are talking about COVID 1984. It says that uh, you're connecting, Kalinda. I'm not sure why it's not just going ahead and letting you join. We're going to go ahead and try again. Send that uh, or respond to that request. It's not working. Go ahead and, and close this again. It might allow for you to do it then. There are multiple issues uh, every single time that we do a live. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and terminate that one. And then um, get you back in here one more time, Kalindi or Kalinda. And then we uh, unfortunately have to continue on and pass pass the mic to somebody else. Yes, I'm here. Got it. Hello, how are you, Kalinda? Am I? I'm good. Am I saying it right? Yes, you are. Okay. I'm happy that it uh, did it, that it worked out. <laughs> uh, it's, if it's not something, it's always something else. But thank you for joining us. Uh, where are you calling from, and how are things in your area? I am. Um, I'm. I'm from Rotterdam, Holland. Okay. And actually, I. I think we we are really sharing the same thoughts on everything. And uh, so I really appreciate you sharing it because sometimes I'm really like, oh my gosh, 
people really freaking out. But the, the way I am dealing with it is that I started um, an art gallery. Um, so it's in the middle of a city where I am using um, art to transform and to, uh, yeah, to embody the transformation and combined with massage and yoga, which is really, really effective. <laughs> so like a, like a deep spiritual journey. Yes, it is. And um, at the end of August, I will have my opening. And there I will show for three days what, like, I really want to make people have an experience like, I call it a Kalinda experience, you know, it's my name, but it's, it's also phonetic for um, Kalinda, how beautiful in Spanish, you know. Okay. So <laughs> I, I've been working on this for years. And for me, the corona and everything, everything comes together, you know. I really believe that healing, uh, Kalinda, it's the place where healing meets art. And that by making people start playing again, making yeah. feel safe within their bodies. So I am doing the, the handstand with them. And they were like, whoa, it, uh, the last time I did this, what, uh, did this was uh, when, I, when I was a child. And I was like, and I'm always like, yes, it, it, it worked. It is really working this way. So you, you just said uh, we are living in the upside world. And, and I am literally using their body to experience that they are living in an illusion, you know? Yes. <laughs> you know, so yes. you really need to embody it, you know? <laughs> Speak on yeah. that if you could, because I, I feel like you touched on something that's really important there. I think everybody, yeah. everybody's stressed, everybody's always so tense and so worked up. It sounds like yeah, what I'm... you're doing is trying to tap into like the, the, the inner child of somebody and saying, hey, yeah. work that yeah. out. Yes, this is all going on, but you've got to have a, a peaceful or, 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 or a blissful outlet. Is that what you're working on? Yeah, I'm really shaking because I'm really happy. I'm grateful that I am able to share this. Um, but the, yes, it's a whole concept. But the thing is that we need to reach out to each other's uh, inner child. You know, I'm only, I, we, I'm only reaching out to your inner child, which makes you at the end, or no, I, I'm, I'm, I can make it happen like instantly, but at the end of the day, I want everybody to encourage to reach out to your uh, own inner child, because it all, always starts with your own inner child, reaching out to, to, to yourself, and by doing so, reaching out to others, and therefore I created a place and I really want to uh, show you something which is uh, important to me, <laughs> which, which is a part of uh, my uh, system that I created. Uh, one moment. Yeah. I show and tell. I love it. Ah. Okay, great. Here I am. So here I'm going to show you my cosmic butterfly. I don't know if you can. It's it's um abstract butterfly okay and in the in the in the middle there is my name kalinda Upside so it's and and mirrored yes exactly because i believe that uh we need each other as a mirror you know so first you mirror one um triangle 
and then we need to ch each other to mirror whatever we, we want to get mirrored. So if it's ne negativity, it you know, or positivity, it's uh, the free, it's where the free will kicks in. <laughs> you know, like you son of a fucking bitch. <laughs> I mean, we don't we don't have to we don't have to have those emotions just because we see no. that that does not mean we need to replicate it or mimic it we can acknowledge it and move on that doesn't exactly. have to be what we live in no and and if we have these emotions we um because they hijacked our emotions you know so we need to hijack our emotions and getting them back and i'm of course, I am angry because of the way people treating each other. But every time I'm like, okay, I'm angry and I know they want me to be angry. So how am I going to use it, this emotion, for the good? So <laughs> therefore, then uh, then you, you will double whatever you created, whatever you mirrored back to yourself, to your inner child or to someone else's inner child or to society. So therefore, you get a butterfly, right? Correct. Well, I, and sorry, go ahead. Well, the thing is that I uh, I am um, connecting this uh, color print, which is in fact a color print, <laughs> um, and I connect it with something I believe people are do uh, are killing each other for, which is in fact intimacy. You know, yes. we need intimacy. It's the yes. answer. We need because they want us to be, to be divided by um, uh, suppressing intimacy with ourselves, which is self-love. Yeah. And uh, I have a quote which says, self-love is your biggest legacy, you know. Everything you do, even at your funeral, 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 the things people will say about you depends on the amount of self-love you the, the, the choices you made out of self-love. That's, that's the only thing people will remember, you know. So um, this butterfly, which I'm already working with four years, I connected it with massage. So they teach us, uh, they programmed us from a very young age to not touch each other. And now with COVID, I can literally see what they have been doing all along, you know. No, you're right. <laughs> We're, we're desensitized to like normal human behavior and this is just like this is amplified it i mean with the yeah. conversations already how people are so polarized we can't even have like full conversations and sentences people are always biting at each other COVID 19 just took that same kind of mindset to where we're not communicating like you said we're not being intimate we're not finding common ground we're not healing we're not going through these these, these things together it took that whole process and threw it right out the window so i i, I agree with you uh one thousand percent. You're, ah, you're right, Belinda. You're right. Yeah, and and but with massaging, I only I was only able to reach out to a certain amount of people because it's one on one, you know. So I found out like, whoa, this is so healing. Uh, you know, the fact that people are, uh, uh, it's about trust. You know, politics. It's all about trust. <laughs> you know, so whenever someone is trusting me enough to uh, be to get touched by me i am i am uh i have another folder you know <laughs> so this is what i'm teaching other women you know i'm like i am teaching women 
how to become the best masseuses. And now my massages, they were right. Um, I started with only 15 euros and now it's 125 because of my mindset, you know, and I was like, you know, within uh, three years, I was able to do this. And then I was searching for a way to uh, expand it, you know, how, to, how can I reach even more people with it? And then I had a, an ayahuasca ceremony for six months. Uh, you know, I was working, ceremony, working, ceremony. So it was like a source energy was calling me home, you know, you, you, need, you, need a, you need to do something because there are a lot of things uh, going to happen. And I was like, no, even in my ceremony, no, I'm not able to do this. So it's all about self-love, trusting that you are able to do this and that you are here on earth to speak your voice. So there's a throat chakra um, blockage. That, so everybody who, who are seeing this, I am speaking my own truth wherever, wherever or whomever I'm with, wherever I am and or and who uh, yeah. Whoever you're with. Um, yes, exactly. So I encourage everybody to do this, to tap and to to affirm it, you know, because I am speaking my truth and therefore I am also believing that I am able to communicate this with you and on your platform. Yes, I'm really happy. Well, I, <laughs> so I, with this I really Yeah, with this I'm just saying, Can I, I, I maybe you take the time to, to, to send this message I, and to give us your, 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 uh, your voice? Thank you. And the last thing I want to say is that the cosmic butterfly, which is um, a unique symbol because everybody who is coloring the butterfly, there are no rules, only guidelines. So <laughs> the rules there, um, the guideline is um, color outside of the lines because only outside of the lines we are creating something new so my goal is to have a massage to have a massage performance so I'm also an artist okay. so I already I already did a massage performance one one and a half year ago where I massaged there was an event with 3,000 people and this organization said can you do your performance but I was on my own doing um chair massages and then I was uh, saying yes I'm gonna do this and I was really anxious but I was like no this is really my chance so that's a, that's uh, a chance for progress Jump. exactly so this is also the protest protest we are entering is <laughs> the protest for children you know yes. um, speaking about the inner child we need to reach out to our children that we want to save by reaching out to their inner child and by how is by start playing ourselves because they are not allowed to play you know which is when you think about it it makes you crazy <laughs> because we are fighting for our freedom for uh i don't know what we uh, masks everything but they are not even allowed to move uh play so we are able to play you know we are so free as fuck <laughs> that we are able to play so i make people start playing again and by playing that it's transforming the energy which means that uh yeah, without money yes i'm not having money not at all but i'm having the most beautiful studio in, right in front of a uh, central station in rotterdam and i'm sitting like there how did i do this you know how can i do it with no money and it's about uh, making people uh, 
have the trust again that uh, that it's possible it's possible to change and to transform and by helping them to yeah to transform this embody this transformation by literally using your body so uh, invest your money in good food (laughs) of course and massages this is what i really wanted to add on even with my the last uh euros euros i have i always invest in massages or how i can um being touched again because it's the hunger on of our skins which makes our body uh disconnect uh our uh, our soul from our body so this is about uh immune system you know it's we have to make sure that our body uh, wants to live in this body if, yeah. if we take care of it. And otherwise, uh, the, uh, the body is literally rejecting it, you know. So no matter what you're going through, go back to your skin. Because, I, yeah, I can really, <laughs> I am an example of not having money. I'm not having a, a family. I have, I've been trafficked because I'm adopted. Everything that's going on in this world right now, I've been going through, you know, and I, I'm a survivor and, you know, and I can still smile because I'm connecting with my inner child. So thank you for this. <laughs> oh, look, Linda, you, you have provided me with more than enough talking points. To, to, to finish up this transmission and a few others, I want to say thank you for, for blowing our collective mind with bringing us back to ground, uh, with, with realizing we are spiritual beings experiencing like a physical moment. So I want to say thank you very much uh, for imparting this insight into us. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. I'll talk to you soon. Keep flying. Ciao, ciao. <laughs> Keep flying. Stay safe. Stay safe. <laughs> there she goes. Kalinda, I, I was uh, I was kind of enthralled by all the different connections that she was making, uh, reaching out to our inner child, you know, uh, killing each other for intimacy, uh, the cosmic butterfly, the, 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 even the throat chakra, you know, speaking things to existence, and how now we're all wearing masks and gloves. Uh, but but fantastic message, uh, Kalinda, you know, unifying both the physical the physical with the spiritual. It's so essential these days. Um, and, you know, we, we, we talk about it here on the show all the time. You know, getting your body right, taking vitamins, taking supplements, getting yourself uh, sunlight, how we receive information through photons, through the light, and so much more. But she, 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 she crystallized it when she said, killing each other for intimacy. You know, our cell phones, they can only facilitate so much intimacy, so much communication, so much dialogue. Uh, between all of us, and so when we go out there, we're 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 wanting that extra. And I guess I take it for granted, you know, being in a relationship, having my life, and being a part of a great uh, my, my family that I'm in, and the people I'm with, network wise, and all the stuff I'm doing. I think I take it for granted that kind of sensory overload, but that's a real thing. I think that we thoroughly are killing each other for intimacy. Uh, we 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 have a lot of people that are not necessarily lustful, but they're jealous. They're insecure and they're doubtful. Uh, we talk about this a lot on the show. The nihilism, the apathy, the anxiety, the stress, the depression. A lot of these things can be fixed from having conversation, from having like a significant other, from having this intimacy. 
but a lot of the problems are a lot of the problems are actually born from the lack thereof. A lot of people wouldn't be acting this way if they were coddled as babies, if they were not coddled, but if they were loved as children and then nurtured as young adults and then so on and so forth, that they had proper support systems, a lot of people wouldn't be acting this way. But because again, we have people killing each other for intimacy, trauma bonding, getting together, doing dehumanizing and degenerate things, that's not the way that people should be living. We shouldn't be doing this type of stuff. We shouldn't think, ah, keep your distance, six feet, social distance. We shouldn't be okay with this. But the fact that we are now a effectively desensitized and dehumanized society, heck yeah, keep your distance. Put the gloves on, put the mask on. I don't want to touch humans. Ew, they're gross. Very, very sad to see. Very, very sad to see. I want to speak I want to speak on the reaching out to the inner child because I think everybody has seen that like archetypal meme where it says the creative child or the, the creative adult is the child that, that lived. It's very real. A lot of these people are not healthy mentally, emotionally, spiritually. Uh, like we talked about in the previous, uh, the previous segment, financially speaking, right? So many different things uh, with, with, with just that one call. Wow. Uh, Kalinda, I don't think everybody else you know, thought that was like a, a monumental thing to say, but a lot of the things that she was saying really touched on home. And so I hope people were able to catch on that. I really do. So I had to kick out that guy that was saying he was a doctor, Ramiz. Um, this tends to happen whenever we have conversations that go past people's attention span. Um, inflammatory and antagonistic rhetoric begins to just clutter the feed. And so we have to get rid of this person. But we are gonna go ahead and get unchained through Christ on. Ronald, join us. I'm very curious to have these thoughts on. Ronald. Hey, hey how you doing? Can you hear me? I'm doing very well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing good, man. This is uh, my first time you? actually, actually, um, you know, viewing one of your live videos. We are, uh, we're, we're a special type of crazy over here. That's for sure. <laughs> I see. I see. How are you, my friend? Uh, where are you calling from, and what does it look like where you're at? Um, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Okay. How's and it out there in Philly? Um, I mean, I guess like everywhere else, everybody wearing masks, everybody. I mean, everything is getting kind of back to normal. Like you could go in different places to eat. You could, you know what I mean, you go shopping. Stores are opening back up. Um, there's no, it's a lot of shortage of, like when you go to Walmart, like things like, clothing and you know bedding and stuff because people just finally getting the chance to you know actually do some stuff that they've been needing to do but they didn't have the money so now you see like it looked like it's a shortage it's just that people now can actually get to what they needed for a while you know what i'm saying so it's not a shortage it's just that everybody at one time is buying a lot of stuff that they needed. 
people are playing catch up to that that right. period. Exactly. 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 So but I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I especially I came on because um, I'm kind of annoyed about the COVID-19 thing. Um, I, I'm, I'm going to tell y'all why, because I actually had it. Oh. Yeah. All right. Break it down for us. So. And, and this is this. It, it, this is the honest truth. Um, if you have an ongoing condition, it's worse. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Because I have on I have lupus and kidney disease, so my immune system is already weakened. Already compromised. And I would, right, it's compromised. I was wearing masks and gloves and everything, but you can't always be a hundred percent safe because you might forget that you touch something and you put your fingers in your mouth or. Whatever. I don't know how I got it. You know what I'm right. saying? I don't know how I got it. I just started getting a little scratchy throat. And then later on that night, my I just went downhill. Like, I got a temperature, 103. I had diarrhea. It was bad, man. It was bad. Everybody in my house got it. It affected everybody differently. But me and my mother-in-law had it the worst because she um used to used to smoke, so she's still recovering. She was in the hospital for two months. It's very real, but I'll say this. You can't believe everything you see on the news, but you can't downplay everything, too. Correct. You know what I'm saying? Some things are true, but some things are overhyped also. But the virus... If you don't me asking, uh, what what kind of... Treatments? Did, did did they put you underneath treatments? Did they tell you anything? Did you go see a doctor, or did you just kind of yeah, wait I, out at your own house and just kind of go through your own protocols? That's what that's what I was trying to do, yeah. right? Because I, I started I started getting real sick, and you know if anybody know anybody that had lupus or kidney disease, like we're already tired. You know what I'm saying? We're 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 drained. Like you don't have a lot of energy. So I just start. I was just going through something normal, you know, that I usually go through. But then I'm like, hold up, I got a temperature, I got diarrhea, and I started feeling real bad. And I'm like, let me call my doctor. She said, go get tested. This happened on Friday. I started getting sick. Saturday, I got tested. I came up positive. So a lot of of things that you're hearing that, okay, if you go get tested, they're going to give you the virus. Well, I was already sick. So they couldn't have got gave it to me. You know what I'm saying? I was already sick before I got tested. So, if, if you don't mind me asking, because I got a million questions running through my mind, <laughs> hear, hear, hear you speak this. Have right, you right. Contact, have you been contact traced? Has anybody like in your family experienced any adverse uh, reactions to having the virus or anything like that? Um, just, just, just those two questions right there. Have you been contact traced? And you said that it affected people in your family differently how so if you don't mind me asking. right well for me like for me i like i had to go to the hospital like at first i was waiting out at home um for like a whole week and i just wasn't getting better i couldn't eat for me like when they say you, you taste like you can't taste anything it felt like the virus put like a coating inside my mouth where i couldn't even taste anything like Nothing tastes good. The only thing I was able to do is drink fluids. I wasn't eating for for weeks, and I went to the I went to the ER. Um, so they admitted me, 
and I was in the hospital, I was still doing bad. I still wasn't mm -hmm. eating. All they could do is give me fluids because they wanted me to eat, but I couldn't. I just couldn't, and I felt horrible. You know what I'm saying? I was just, I was just weak, and I was up to all these machines, and I was going to the bathroom, just, just diarrhea, like constantly. And there, wasn't, and there wasn't like any specific treatment, like no vitamin C, vitamin D3, zinc, selenium. No, they didn't. They didn't. Nothing. Just like overwhelming you with fluids to help flush your system and, and try to reset it. Well, the the best thing they could do was give me fluids because I wasn't eating. So right. I wasn't getting any kind of nourishment. So they just wanted to make sure that they kept, you know, my kidneys healthy because they was like, we might have to put you on dialysis. You know what I'm right. saying? And and I, I, that's one thing I don't want. I'm on the kidney transplant list now. I've been on it for like four years now. But I don't want to be on dialysis. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing I don't want to do. So I try to do things myself to keep myself healthy enough. I, I had to start eating better, too. You know what I'm saying? I can tell you firsthand, I wasn't eating the healthiest that I could eat. So I wasn't really prepared for any type of virus. Like, I had the flu before, too. So I don't get the flu shot no more. Right. Because I told my doctor, she told me every year, um, you know, because your system compromised, if you get the flu, that is going to be bad for you. And I tell her this all the time. I said, the only time I get the flu is when y'all give it to me. Yep. Ain't that I, I, I never, <laughs> I'm telling you, I had to realize that because I wanted to get my better judgment because one year I got it and I told myself I wasn't going to get it. I let it talk to talk me into doing it. Mm -hmm. And I felt horrible. Mm -hmm. I'm like, yo, y'all the one giving me the flu. Yeah. I said, yeah. I don't never, I never get sick until y'all give this to me. Yeah. I, if I, my, I, go I ahead. Never, I hardly ever get sick as well. I'm always working out. I'm always in nature. I'm always uh -huh. doing something. I'm, I live in dirt basically. So for me to get sick, <laughs> like, uh, like during my birthday, like around right. January, it was weird. My throat was scratchy. You know, I had I was like delirious. I couldn't like hold a thought. I was right. lethargic. I was all over the place. I sounded like Darth Vader. I didn't feel good. Right. I just didn't feel good. But I, I went through the whole. I, I went through somewhat of the process you went through. I took a lot mm -hmm. of extract, fruit extract, probiotics, uh, gut cleanses, intestinal cleanses. I tried to flush my system out. Uh, fast forward to about March, maybe April, I felt like instantly better. Did you have to go through anything like that? or, or No, what, what happened was I, I, it just it just went away. You know, eventually it, it just went away. Um, and, 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 I, I, and unfortunately for me, because I'm on different medications, I can't just throw a bunch of herbs in my body, you know, because I don't know how it's going to react with Correct. other medications that I'm on. Like, I would like to, you know what I'm saying, because I know they're good for you, but I do have to consult my doctor because I I've, I have done things on my own, you know, without consulting my doctor, that almost hurt me, you know what I'm saying? Because, you know, a lot of people say, oh, just take this, take that, you know what I mean? Forget what your doctor say. But my tr I do trust my doctors. I've been with them for a while, and, you know, I'm saying nobody's perfect, but I do think 
they want me to have a healthy life. You know what I'm saying? I, I think they're very genuine with me. And, you know, we got we got a long history. Right. Well, you you would think these guys are, you would hope that they're not crooks and corporate people trying to make right. a dollar. Mm -hmm. uh, have you ever had that conversation like with him about some of the miss the COVID mishaps, like the, the counting areas that they have, like no, counting this COVID? Have you ever had that kind of back end conversation with him about this? No, no, because it's like when I got out of the hospital, um, I just started seeing my doctors again. You know what I'm saying? Um, so I never really once I got once I got it myself, all those other things that we're hearing, you know, about it not being real, all that went away because I'm like, okay, firsthand I know that it is real, but like you, if you're somebody that's healthy, you it might not never show up. You might can what they say, you might can be a carrier, but you might not even know. Right. So, but you, like they said, just think about other people around you. You know what I'm saying? So, I don't know the, the way you ask and stuff because if you have somebody elderly in your household or somebody that has uh, some autoimmune disease or anything like that, think about them when you don't wear your mask. You do not want to see anybody go through what I had to go through what my mother-in-law had to go through, what my wife, my wife had, like, sarcoids, like, some kind of lung, lung issue where it affected her. Um, yeah, it hit, our, it hit our household hard. You know what I'm saying? Some people, that, uh, some people that were able to recover from it, they had 40% lung functionality after they had recovered. Like, their lungs had literally been, like, not ravaged or devastated, but the x-rays you're seeing of people's lungs is it's just it it, it it goes through there and collapses them uh is that kind of what you're saying your, your wife experienced that she has like decreased lung functionality because of this well I, it didn't affect my lungs it went straight to my kidneys wherever your your body is weak at is that virus is nasty um it go right to your weak spot if if you was an ex-smoker and you have lung damage it's going to hit that. If you somebody like me that got kidney um, damage, it went straight to my kidneys. My kidney function got bad. That's what made me feel, feel bad. Not that the, I had the virus, but what the virus did. Yeah, how it compounded onto your existing issues. Exactly. So it went, it went straight to my kidneys, and my kidney function was failing. And it was, I was going downhill. I was going downhill. Well, I'm I'm grateful that you're still here with us. Uh, For some reason, my audio is is I don't know what happened. Somebody tried to make a call. Oh, here it, it might have started messing up. But uh, unchained, the, the timer popped down. We got a minute, forty, a minute and forty seconds left. Uh, what did you okay. the audience with? I I can't hear you for some reason. I don't know what happened. Somebody tried to make a phone call and. And now I can't even hear. Well, it's it's all good. Uh, just closing message. What do you want to say to the audience, and I'll let you go. Okay. All right. There he goes. I think I think that's good to get that on there. There goes Unchained through Christ. I'll put to, I'll put all these people's pages in the description bar below. Uh, I'm glad we got that testimony on there because 
we need firsthand knowledge of what's going on uh, with this virus. Again, like he said, it's not the virus itself that he's worried, of, worried about, but it's the compounding factors with it, how it already affected his pre-existing conditions. So I'm very glad that we got that on there. Um, maybe next week we'll be able to get into medical tyranny, medical freedom, COVID-1984, medical martial law, the vaccines and stuff like that as well. Uh, but unfortunately, we are running out of time. We have less than 30 seconds left with you guys. I want to say thank you for joining us. We will be here again with you uh, next week, same time, hopefully coronavirus-free, uh, talking about these things, debuting the web app and more. Uh, but like I said, ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, feel free to email me. I'll have that in the description bar as well. And as always, guys and gals, stay vigilant. Expose lies. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. 